much for joining me. All right, let's go on over to the chat. Uh, UTS, Gata, Marriage. What's up, bro? Raul, yo, Excaravia. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast, where we go live and talk to the locals of Miami, write material, talk whatever it is that's on your mind, especially topics that uh, I think is a good idea to talk about. I mean, Daylight Savings just started. Uh, did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about this thing called daylight savings where a certain hour all of a sudden just disappears? Where does that hour go? Does the government take it away? Huh? Does the Sandman put it in his sack? <laughs> I want to know for daylight savings, what is the real purpose? Is it because the earth shifted a little bit and then now we all got to lose an hour of our life? We don't really live the amount of time what that we think we live because we we got to consider daylight savings. And so when I was writing today's meme, by the way, if you guys didn't see today's meme, oh, when you talk about partying in Miami, oh boy, do people react. I posted a meme about Club Space. Shout out to Club Space for providing one of the best nightclubs in the city of Miami. You always find yourself at Club Space. Somehow, somewhere, magically, you just pop up. You're just in there. How the hell did I get in there? That's the power of club space. On a random weekend, sometime in your life, you just show up. And for some reason, the sun is up and you're on the rooftop. You don't even know what happened, right? That's the real daylight savings times where you just don't lose an hour. You lose an entire night. You go out to a Flanagan's to have a couple of beers and then you wake up and bam! You're at club space at 10 in the morning. <laughs> That's what club space is all about, man. You waste. There should be a, a daylight savings night. No, a nightlife, a nightlife savings uh, night. I guess that's a bit redundant. Nightlife savings night at club space where you lose track of an entire night uh, having drinks at club space. I've been there a few times. I've partied at club space. I know, I know what you kids are up to over there. And let me tell you guys something. I think one of the best ways to get busted for drugs is at club space because I will never forget the interaction I had with this guy. I think this was back in like 2009 or 2010. Uh, I met this guy, and he was going around asking everyone for, for drugs, like just walking around. He had a nice haircut, nice shoes. Nice watch. And he was just like, yo, man, you got any mollies on you? And I'm like, ah, look at you, a DEA. <laughs> this guy really thought he was slick, man. This guy was wearing gold chains with the, with, the fing- with the rings on the fingers and the nice gelled haircut. And this guy has the audacity to walk up to me. huh? All, I was a young buck, 26 years old. He's like, oh, I, I definitely want to take this guy down. Right? Why would you target me? Do I me? Imagine me ten year, looking ten years younger. Do you, am I the, am I the drug lord that Miami uh, is getting all their drugs from? No, I'm just an innocent guy trying to party at club space. Why would you want to take me down? This guy walks up to me from the other side of the club, just walks through, maneuvers through all the people. Hey man, you got any mollies? Me? <laughs> Why would you target me? Anyways. I sold him some mollies, and sure enough, I got arrested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be a great ending to the story. 
Uh, no, sir, I don't have any mollies on me because clearly you're a detective. All right? And I can't believe my tax dollars. How awkward is that? Where you pay your taxes and then you get arrested. It's like, I paid for this. <laughs> I'm going to jail and I funded a part of this. Oh, man. Mocha Carroll says, out of all people. Yeah, totally. Undercover. Yes. Holy water. Chef. Uh, Natsal Restrepo. 305 Illis. What's up, guys? Welcome to the chat. We're talking about why do the Miami people like partying so much? I think it's an endless cycle. I think the reason why people of Miami like to party is because they want to meet other people. Over and over and over and over. Meet other people with people they know. So it's like you get around with your groups of friends, and then you go out. And when the music starts, there's just something that goes on. When the DJ starts playing loud music that you love, right? The DJ, for some reason, always knows a song you love. And that's pretty impressive for DJs to do. I don't know how, I don't know how you DJs do it. I would go to a nightclub and just song after song after song, everybody in the room is loving it. How do you do it, man? Because if I was up there, you know, I'd probably play like, you know, Notorious B.I.G., right? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I love it when you call me, all that stuff. And then I'd be like, all right, guys, this is Bobby Caldwell with what you won't do for love. <laughs> I'd ruin the party. You know, give me the DJ booth. You give the DJ booth to anybody, eventually they will mess it up. Guaranteed. Only DJs get away, get away with playing back-to-back floor fillers. And that's what's impressive about DJ. So shout out to the DJ. But there's something about the dim lighting, the loud music, and people all around you. Here's the thing about partying. You're not supposed to say much. The magic about partying is when everybody's having a good time and no one is saying a word. That's when some real magic starts happening on the dance floor. All right, that's when you really start hooking up. That's when you really start making some good friends. Because everybody's on the same page, but everyone is just dancing and vibing. No one knows how or why, but it has something to do with the music, with the company, and the lighting. And so we all go out in Miami, and we do this party over and over and over in hopes to find either, I don't know, some people want to find a sugar daddy, some people want to find a partner, some people want to find a business partner, right? Because I've been to networking events and I've been to parties, and I've met great business partners on both. But the difference is when you go out and network, it's a little more contrived. Like, you know, all right, now we're business networking. <clears throat> Here's my business card. Yes, give me a ring if you ever need life insurance. I dare you to go to a, a nightclub and do that. I dare you to go to a nightclub and be like, oh, yeah, I sell life insurance. You probably would even lie. I own a life insurance company. I don't care if you buy anything or not, but you're really just a salesman. But they don't have to know that. All right, one-night stands don't got to know if you own a, a life insurance company or not. You got a business card? I ran out. Pocket full of business cards. No, no I don't got because they say sales associate on them, so you can't give them out, you know? <laughs> and another thing is I think a lot of people who make a lot of mistakes when they go out and get blackout drunk at a party, they turn their lives around. I've met a lot of people that have partied extremely hard and, you know, like one bad hangover will make you reconsider your entire life. All right? 
Waking up at an ER because you took too much cocaine the night before, you can be the next Tony Robbins with that experience. You could do a TED Talk on that. Why partying uh, on MDMA and cocaine is never a good idea. This is my TED Talk. Standing ovation. I agree. <laughs> Mixing those two is not a good idea. Don't make the same mistakes I've done. Focus on your life. You don't need other people to make you happy. You don't need substances to make you happy. Wow, what a powerful TED Talk. Thank you, Club Space 2009. <laughs> Why don't we ever talk about all the good that clubbing does or all the good that partying does, man? People out there make mistakes all the time. They turn their lives around from one night of partying. All right? People peeing in public, barfing in public, getting into fights. Oh, man, that's one of the things that I always get anxious about whenever I go clubbing, man. The bouncers always get me nervous because these nightclubs, they know how to hire bouncers that have, like, that strong demeanor. Like, they want to be friends with nobody except the ladies, of course. Right? Oh, my God, Anthony, good to see you. Hey, baby, how's it going? Yeah, come on in. Oh, hey, what's up, Anthony? I'm trying to go inside. Oh, hold on, man. Wait right there. Anthony, please don't fuck me up. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do this, Anthony, please. Right? All the ladies all get nothing but love from the bouncers. Hey, baby. I was, oh, my God. Anthony, if my boyfriend messes up tonight, you know I'm coming to you, right? You bet. You're damn right you come to me, baby. You let me know if your man. He'll, he'll probably tell you that in front of your face, in front of your girl. If your man messes up tonight, you let me know, girl. I'll mess his face up. I'll give you a ride home. You good, man? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm good. I just want to have a good time. <laughs> You know how many videos I've seen online where, like, the bouncer knocks out some guy because he got too drunk, right? And then the guy just, get, get, you know, he gets, like, threatened or he wants to, like, fight the bouncer to, like, because he thinks he's invincible because he had one tequila too many. I've seen that too many times, man. I would hate to be the guy, you know, if I get too drunk. And it's like, all right, what's up, man? What are you going to do, Anthony? You going to punch me? Go ahead, punch me. And then Anthony would be like, all right. <laughs> and then everybody records it. Now you're on Instagram getting knocked out. And, you know, when you, when, you knock, when you get knocked out, you never knock out in a respectful position, right? You can't just can't have your arms crossed like, all right, man, you know, whatever. You get knocked out, right? You always knock out in, like, some weird, awkward position. <laughs> so now <laughs> you get remembered for that. You're on World Star. You're on Only in Dade. You're on all these channels as the guy that got knocked out. Because he, t he asked the bouncer to knock, to knock him out. And what's even more awkward is if you paid the bouncer to go in. Yo, what's up, Anthony? Here's $20, man. Slide me in. All right, man, you good. Come on in. And then 20 minutes later, you get knocked out by the, <laughs> the same bouncer. I tipped you, bro. <laughs> nah, man, we ain't cool like that, man. The bouncer probably take your wallet, too. You know? Yo, whoever's recording this knockout, turn them cameras off, man. I'm going to grab this with this wallet real quick. Yeah, man, that's why I don't like partying, man. What's up, Natty? Uh, Cordell, what's going on? Uh, Lucy, what's up? Yeah, man. That's why I don't like partying, man. It's just too much. And it, it's, it, it gets a little aggressive. Uh, and I think the aggression is what makes people feel, like, excited to be in the party because... You know, you can go party, and everybody can come together, and we're all just, like, 
hanging out on the same page, but at the same time, there's also a little bit of tension of someone wants to fight for no reason. You know what I mean? You guys ever felt that? Where people, where there's just a group of guys and they just want to fight. Ooh, I wish somebody would. Somebody please come swinging. Dude, I'm having a, a rum punch. <laughs> All right? I'm having fruity drinks that have a strawberry in it. I don't want no trouble, man. Yo, you, you stepping on my sneaker, man? I'm so sorry. There's so many people here. Please don't do this. All right? I don't, I don't want to get shot while Ludacris is playing. I don't want that to be the last thing I hear. The bouncer can check everybody for weapons. I, I think everybody inside has weapons, regardless, because it's Miami. Somebody's going to sneak some little uh, pea shooter in, and then I get grazed in the balls or something like that because I stepped on somebody's sneakers. I don't know, man. It's just too much for me. You got to be stressed out to go partying every single day. I really think that's, that's what it is, man. I really think the reason why people go out to party is because you just want to forget about everyday life. I understand, man. Because when I lived in Miami Beach and I had a 9 to 5 that was stressing me out, I would go out to drink the night before going to work and I would fall asleep at 6 a.m. to wake up at 8 a.m. Just, I would rather party than to sleep to rejuvenate to go to work. <laughs> That's how I really relieve some stress, getting blacked out drunk in Miami Beach, right, instead of like going down and getting some sleep. You know what it is? I really believe that partying... When it's overdone, I mean, the occasional party is always fun, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about partying every night because I've lived that life for years. I have. Believe it or not, me. I partied every night because I was not happy, and I was trying to chase the happiness uh, with alcohol, women, drugs, loud music, and dangerous people. I, it was almost like half, I was like halfway suicidal. I was like, please let it end tonight because this tequila drink is delicious. <laughs> this, you have a tequila drink so good, tonight might be the night. <laughs> I don't know why I live that lifestyle, but looking back, it has a lot to do with stress. Faux show. So you have to ask yourself, Miami, if you party every single day, what are you running away from? Huh? You can't just watch a Disney Plus Pixar movie? Huh? Does it have to be tequila every single night? Are you doing another round of shots, Miami? Again? On a Tuesday? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's what it really is, man. When it comes down to it, Miami just has this, I want to party and continue partying. Because when you party and you meet other people that party, guess what? You're going down the vicious cycle of going to even more parties. Hey, man, right after this, we're going down to my buddy's penthouse. And we're having another party. It's 4.30 in the morning. We're just getting started, baby. It's Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Now, there's different kinds of parties, right? There's the parties that you go to a nightclub for, which were the ones we were describing. And then we've got the parties where you hang out, like, in somebody's house. Wow. I, don't, I, <laughs> I found myself in people's houses most of the times. And to be honest with you, partying in someone's house can be a little awkward, Right? I don't care if you got a good-looking balcony with eight people there smoking weed. All right? I don't know who anybody is. I don't even know how I got in here. You guys ever discovered yourself in a party and you don't know anyone in there? Multiple times. Multiple times. 
but you're so blackout drunk, you're just vibing like you've known these people all your life. You start adding Instagram friends, you add them on Facebook, and then the next morning, you go through your friends list, and you're like, who are these people? People will be your Instagram and Facebook friend for years just off one night of blackout partying. I still have, like, over 50 people from Miami Beach that I never said hi to, that I've never seen them ever again after that one hardcore night of partying and going out in the streets of Miami. And they're my Facebook friends. And I've seen them growing up. Growing up, Never, never liked their photos, never left a comment. I just seen them grow up. Like I was doing lines of cocaine with some guy, and now I'm looking at him on Facebook. He's got a whole family. He's a Bitcoin investor, right? He's wearing ties now. He's got LinkedIn profiles. And it's like, dude, I remember that one night when we were doing cocaine in the bathroom, bro. Keep doing you, man. Live that life. Go hard. Yeah, you'd look like the type that will get into that, for sure. You seem like the type, you know? I just look at all of my old party, I don't even call them friends, acquaintances. People that the universe put in your life for that one night where you hung out for four hours, back to back, talking to women, drinking copious amounts of alcohol, and you just see them grow up and you just so become so proud. It's almost like the child that you never had or the brother you've never, it's almost like the brother you've never had, you know? This guy could have been my brother in another life and the universe placed him in front of me on September 13th of 2011. <laughs> On a random Thursday, I was out with this guy partying, and I felt like we were connected, man. There was a connection between us. We were talking to women, dancing with women. We picked up like six phone numbers. Now look at us. Hell, I probably even think you married one of them. Is that the girl we met that one night? Is that why you disappeared? Because you found true love? Is that why we didn't party again? Because you thought that girl with the mini skirt at the corner at 8 in the morning was your soulmate? You starting a family with her? How are you going to explain to your kids? How are you going to explain to your kids? How you, Daddy, how'd you meet mommy? I was doing Molly with a girl in front of club space. And we looked each other in the eyes and we were both dilating and we were, we were falling in love. We knew it was love at first sight. <laughs> Our pupils were dilating and we knew it was love at first sight. Oh. Uh, Daddy, how did you meet mommy? Oh, you know, daddy was at the VIP because, you know, that's how daddy do, man. And then I just see your mother trying to sneak into the bottle, and I'm like, oh, hold up, baby. That's for me and my friends. But I got you. I'll hook you up. And then I just started shaking the bottle and started spraying champagne all over her. And she didn't even get offended. She just started dancing even harder. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to marry her. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, another kind of party that I've been to. What's up, Mastering Miami? Uh, Val, what's up? Romy, welcome. Hector, what's up? George. Another kind of party, which was a party I was at last night. Uh, I went to a party. Yes. Sober Manny strolled into a, a private, shady, illegal marijuana party for a comedy show. Yeah, your boy gets hired. Yeah, I'm in demand. Huh? People, I've been I've been doing private shows left and right, and I'm very blessed. And first of all, thank you to everybody that hired me, all right? I'm not trying to sound too cocky. I'm humble, too. The fact that you guys listen to my podcast, the fact that you guys like my comedy, and that you reach out, and you're like, hey, 
come on out and do my party in front of my friends, in front of my family. I think you would be hilarious. And I'm like, yes, I will be there. So I show up to this private shady marijuana party because I can't say no. I can't say no to a drug lord hitting me in the DMs asking me to make his other drug lord friends laugh, right? I don't want to disappear and become fertilizer for marijuana plants on his backyard. So yes, I will do your party. No questions asked. And I show up and it's in the back of a warehouse. So I'm already thinking my life's in danger. Right, but it's just a bunch of people just smoking pot, getting high. Right, it was a very social event. Now, like, look at me. I'm more paranoid than the people smoking weed in this party. Why? <laughs> these guys, these are nice people. But one thing I've learned about doing private marijuana parties, this is already my fourth one. Uh, doing private marijuana, marijuana parties is always very interesting to me because they laugh, but they don't laugh the same way people do like at a, at a comedy club. They, they laugh like you would you would expect a stoner to laugh like, <laughs> like that. So imagine just like people giggling like that, like together. And I'm talking about people with gold chains and diamonds and tattoos and, you know, tatted faces. You know, people looking like, you know, they, they've got some street cred giggling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing like that. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's one thing I've noticed about marijuana parties, man. The laughter just hits differently. I think it's because it's more closed in, right? It's not like a lot of them. And they're always spaced out because like, usually the laughter is good when they're all together. But when you're, when you're sitting spaced out, because, you know, when you're, when you're high and drunk, you, you got to get a lot of space, right? You, you got to, like, sit like this with your legs all stretched out. You know what I mean? Going like this. Right? So... The thing is this, guys, uh, when it comes to partying, there's always different kinds of parties. There's different kinds of dynamics. Uh, last night's party was a lot of fun. If you guys ever want to hire me for your private parties, I'm pretty good. I'm all right. I've always had a successful track record. I've done mansion parties. I've done uh, illegal marijuana parties, shady ones that I thought were shady but ended up being cool. I do birthday parties. Hell, I'll even do kids' parties. I'm a clean comic now. I can do kids' parties. All right, is your kid turning five? I'll show up. You need me to dress like the clown? I'll do it. I'll blow, I'll blow some animal balloons and start riffing off the kids. Hey, you call those sneakers? What, because Sonic the Hedgehog is on them? How about you uh, speed up and get me a plate of food? <laughs> yeah, I'll roast your kid on his birthday. <laughs> you call that a swing at the pinata? All right, that's it. I'm done. Let's wind it down, shall we? Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Miami Comedy Podcast. I apologize for not being able to go on uh, last night and the night before. So the, on Friday, I went to a meeting, and then on Saturday, I went to that uh, private gig party at the, at the warehouse, and uh, I wasn't able to go live. So I apologize. I know I have a, a set schedule. I've been consistent. But if you don't see me go live... Uh, I posted over on Twitter, so follow my Twitter account to get up-to-date notifications if I can go live or not, or I can give you like a new schedule if I can do it later or earlier during the day. Um, a big announcement, tonight is the night where we sell out of the Miami Comedy shirts. Tonight, I have over 10 orders of the shirts, so I'm assuming 
Uh, people were listening to the podcast. They realized that uh, we're down to the last 11 shirts. And tonight, I sold 10 of them for tonight's show. Sold 10 pieces of merch. Thank you. Thank you. And so we've officially sold out of the Miami Comedy shirt. Finally. <laughs> we sold out, baby. We did it. Now I got to go find another designer to design the other set of shirts that are out there. And I'm going to probably go for like a green purple contrast or maybe like an orange uh, brown contrast. You know, something something along the lines of Miami colors, but at the same time also being able to uh, I want it to I want it to be fashionable. Right, like if you got a certain style of shoes or a certain belt or maybe like a handbag that you want to wear uh, a shirt with on a sunny day, like I've got to come up with a lot of uh, ideas and uh, you guys are going to be a part of the process. So here's how it works. When I have some designs ready, keep an eye on the Instagram stories. I'll be having a poll. If you follow me on Twitter, I'll have a poll on there too. And on the poll, you guys will be able to decide what will be the next design. I'll put on like three, uh, three pairs of designs, different colors, different flamingo on it. Uh, they will become NFTs, so that means I gotta like you know, bundle up some money to then pay the gas prices to NFT the design. So whoever bought these shirts, you now own a piece of an NFT that will be uh, well that already is on OpenSea.io. The next one will be the same. All right. So keep an eye on the stories, follow me on Twitter, and if you want to support the podcast, uh, subscribe to YouTube, miamicomedy.com slash YouTube. Uh, that way you guys will see the full version of the show, whether it's on your mobile or on your desktop. Don't think Instagram is the only way to see it mobile. Uh, YouTube is an amazing experience uh, using the mobile app, especially when you live stream. So make sure you guys subscribe to that. I also got some videos coming out so you guys can see a tour of all the comedy shows we're doing. They're like little mini documentaries. All right, thank you all. Have a great Sunday. Tomorrow night, we're at the Red Bar, and thank you, Miami. Tuesday night, Doms and Brickle. Oh, yeah, and just to leave you on a cliffhanger, I finally got a Thursday and Saturday night show. It's coming real soon. For now, it's a mystery. <laughs>